Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting podcast of the Go Forth program. I am your host, Ben O'Young, and with us today, we have the Executive Director of Franciscan Works. Please welcome everyone, John Young. Hello, John. Hi, Ben. How are you doing? Good. He's all down south in New Orleans. And John, could you please open us up in a word of prayer? Absolutely. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord Jesus, you proclaimed, go into the whole world and proclaim the gospel to every creature. Your humble servant, St. Francis of Assisi, gave up a life of vanity and material prosperity to humbly follow you according to this message. Together with the words of the gospel, may the life and example of St. Francis help us to understand that we are all worthy of receiving the gospel message and are all called to be missionaries. Whether we are called to take action in our local communities or abroad, or whether we are capable of offering material and financial support, instill in us a spirit of service and help us to understand that our service to the kingdom of God renders us the greatest reward of all, communion with you. Amen. Mother of us all, pray for us. Pray for us in the name of the Father and Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much, John. So could you please share for our listening audience, what is the mission of Franciscan Works? Yeah, Ben. Well, right now I am the executive director of Franciscan Works, which is a Chicago-based nonprofit, which is led and run by Catholic laity in order to serve the poor and vulnerable in the spirit of St. Francis of Assisi. I've only been with Franciscan Works for about three and a half weeks now because I was part of their major program, which is Liberia Mission Incorporated, which is a mission in Liberia that aims to break the cycle of the poverty for the poorest of the poor by offering a loving home, a Catholic education, and life skills training for the poorest of the poor. And while Franciscan Works and Liberia Mission are two separate entities. For over 20 years now, they've worked together to break this cycle of poverty in Liberia. And uh, Liberia Mission started in the wake of the Liberian Civil War that was from 1989 to 2003. And after the war, there were many orphaned children. And so Franciscan Works saw this and missionaries went to Liberia and started Liberia Mission. Yes, and on the website of Franciscan Works, you see so many of the children, and it's hundreds, hundreds of children who are in great need, uh, many who are unfortunately are without any parents. Yeah, many are orphan children. Some come from some very unique situations where... They're not able to get the proper care they can in their homes, and so they come. But the main focus is to to find children with no parents, uh, no possibilities for the future, and that's for a residential program. Now, Liberia Mission runs a school that goes from pre-K to ninth grade, and that is welcome to all the children in the community. We have over 450 students at that school, and we have about 30 uh, residential students in our residential program, which offers them a home, electricity, health care, food, three meals a day. It's common 
in Liberia for people to eat one meal a day. So we offer three meals a day to make sure they're getting the proper nutrition and basically giving them a loving home, a family, and everything that they need to excel in their education and also provide them with a spiritual foundation. Our motto in Liberia Mission is God, Education, Work. Yes, yes, it, it was right up from the very start, God, Education, and Work. And what is so awesome, I watched a video as well about Franciscan works. And what was so amazing is the tremendous faith of the kids. They openly shared about helping out at Mass and knowing God. Uh, what a wonderful mission field you have, an opportunity to share the good news for those kids. Well, we have that motto, God, education, work, and we're very faithful to it. And we're very faithful to the order in which, which it is said, God, education, work. So God comes first. And above all, we want to instill a spiritual foundation in all the children and all that we serve and create in them a passion for serving the Lord through a Catholic identity. And in the majority of students that we welcome and the majority at the school, they're not Catholic. But for our residential students, they get so involved in life on the mission and they see their older brothers that willingly, because we don't force conversion on anybody, we're not there to proselytize, we're there to offer our services and to give freely with a joyful heart. It's basically 100%. They want to become Catholic. So they join the church willingly and become Catholic. And that cycle just perpetuates. We actually have a few students that have listen to the calling of God and two are that are in this seminary in Liberia. There's one seminary in a city called Banga and they're in the seminary and one joined a order of brothers that runs the Catholic hospital in Monrovia. So it's the brothers hospita hospitalers of St. John of God. So we have some vocations that emanate also from the mission, which is wonderful to see. The faith is the primary component it all flows out from the faith and from practicing the faith, daily prayer, and just trusting in God because we want to give them an education. We want to teach them different trades and life skills. But when they eventually leave and encounter difficulties, as is all but guaranteed that they will when they begin their life outside the mission, that they rely on God in their time of difficulty to get them through. Maybe they don't find a job at first. Maybe they're, they're struggling and taking the next step. We want them to know that God is he's the best option. You need to go to God and rely on him for your difficulties, and he will see you through. I love what you just shared about also, too, about, again, that everything flows from the faith. And uh, you've given them an opportunity not only to make it in the world, but also make it to heaven, <laughs> right? You're given an opportunity to show God's tremendous compassion and love, and they take it all in and convert. How wonderful. For our listening audience, what I bet they're wondering is, how did John Young get involved in this? How did you enter the mission field? When I was 24, it was kind of a low point in my life where I was feeling some depression. I was facing a lot of challenges in my personal life. And I actually entered a religious community, a lay community uh, called Comunita Chinacolo. 
and I entered this community in Florida and it was a long-term commitment. And I remember after one year of being in Florida, now this, this community was very simple life. It was basically or at Labora, prayer and work and the relationships between me and the other men that were there, but we had nothing. We had no phones, no TV, no newspapers, rarely went out and we worked manual labor and we prayed three rosaries a day and had one-on-one discussions after lunch and dinner. So this is very simple life. But I remember after one year, I heard that that community was opening a mission in Liberia and right away, something catalyzed in me and I felt a burning desire uh, to pursue that. Um, I've always loved geography and looking at maps and dreaming of going to different places. And Africa was always of interest to me. And then there was also, at that point, a spiritual foundation on which I was building this desire too. It would be another three and a half years before I actually stepped foot in Liberia. And I carried this desire for those three and a half years and I prayed, I offered fasts for it. I went after I lived in Florida, I lived in Italy for three years in this community. And all the while, the superiors knew that I wanted to do this, and they they really put me to the test. And I really had to wait my turn. And even when I was put into the pipeline to go, I still waited over a year. So finally, in December of 2013, I went to Liberia. And in a, in a very similar mission, the Comunità Chinacolo in Liberia and Liberia Mission are the only two Catholic missions in Liberia that are function like an orphanage and take children. So there was actually contact with Liberia Mission. And I had I had gone to Liberia Mission while at the Chinacolo Mission. So I did three years at that mission and came back to America. But I felt like I wasn't finished yet. And I exited the Catholic lay community after eight years. And within about a year, I was back in Liberia at Liberia Mission. So I just felt like the story wasn't over after spending three years in another mission, God took me from a low point, healed me, tested my faith, and then I went there. And it's, of course, as you can imagine, it wasn't all roses when I when I got there. There were many, many challenges. But the road there, I don't regret it at all. I don't regret any decision I made. And I'm thankful because it was definitely formative for me. Mm, sounds like a a wonderful missionary experience and God opened that door for you. And like so many of our missionary friends, every single one has said, I have no regrets. I have no regrets going. I have no regrets being part of the mission field. And so that's just wonderful, good news to hear. So when you went to Liberia, also, you talked about some of the challenges. What, what do you feel is the biggest challenges you had to, overcome when people think about going to a place like africa or a third world country or developing country the first thing they think about is everything that they don't have 24-hour electricity hot water the food and those are all very real and they affect you even if you're excited for new experiences a certain period of time will pass and then the reality sets in that this isn't just a vacation. This is this is your life now. And those are all very real, and you experience difficulty with them. But the challenges that are the most difficult are the interior challenges. 
the ones that you live inside yourself, the ones that make you question who you are and some of the things you experience you're interested in and and they excite you. So for me, the culture and the people, at first I was totally in love with it. And after some time though, I started to have real difficulty when working with, with the people and having my expectations set really, really high and then having to accept people for who they are. And I definitely had a lot of love for them, but I think that one of the biggest lessons I learned was how to truly love, that love comes from suffering and sacrifice. And that's the example that Christ gave us on the cross. But the challenge that I faced was for a long time, I was also the only American at the mission, the only missionary and to try to make everything work and to get over myself, to get past myself. I felt like I was the block to just having peace. I felt like I got in the way of really just like my own happiness. So the challenges are really interior because the longer you stay away, the more reality sets in and you feel alone, you feel isolated and these bring a a type of suffering but then you realize that the solution is more faith in god more prayer more communion with god and when you realize that you're not alone that god is with you it's like it becomes your best friend in your heart and so the challenges can be very physical can be very material but they're also very spiritual i really appreciate you sharing in so many of our works, the challenge is interior. For me, personally, is have I surrendered all? Have I really surrendered all to the Lord? And when I realized that I didn't, that's when I needed to work on things, to pray more. And then when I did, I had more successes with doing His will. And I was happier for it. There's a joy being in the mission field. The harvest is plenty. Laborers are few. It's still work. And it's still a spiritual journey for us in the mission field. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this brings us up to also the the Sunday readings, which is the second Sunday in Lent. And could you please share how the Sunday readings magnify your call to mission? I'm going to start off with the first reading, which is from Genesis in the Old Testament. It's about Abraham being called by the Lord to sacrifice his son Isaac. A lot of these readings hit me right away. And the first line of the gospel is God put Abraham to the test. And that's what the missionary calling is. It is a test. It's a test of faith. Yes, there's a sense of going and helping, but there's also going and learning and suffering. So before I actually went, I'm going to go and help. I'm going to share all my abilities and all of my gifts and a good uh, charitable reason, but not thinking about what's going to happen to me, the difficulties I'm going to experience and how I'm going to overcome them and how it's basically a test. And Abraham, father of the church, God called Abraham from his comfortable life with all his father's possessions to go to a different land and to just do as God tells him, which is the missionary calling. Get up and go. So, and that precedes this reading, but then in this, in this reading, 
he's testing him further to take his most precious possession and to sacrifice him without knowing what it's for. And so many times when I was at the mission, I came to the brink. I came to the brink physically. I came to the brink spiritually, emotionally. And just before going over the edge, God called me back from the edge. He never let me tip over and be destroyed by whatever was plaguing me. And then, of course, he's happy with your faith. And so you get rewards. I'm full of lessons that I learned and the increased faith that God has given given me. Mm. And I'm like really, really happy to have that. I've come back with nothing in a sense, no big bank account, (laughs) things like that uh, after all these years. But I feel like I gained so much things that can only be gained by being at a mission in Liberia. And so as I'm encountering life here, I realize what I have and I'm grateful for it. And it came from God. So those are the rewards. And they're not tangible. You can't touch them. But as I grew up, and I'm 38 now, so spent the better part of my 30s there. And so as I'm forming as a young man and growing up into almost a middle-aged man, I just feel so so rich, and not in a material way, but in a spiritual way. And I'm just grateful for it. The angel of the Lord came and stopped Abraham from sacrificing Isaac at the at basically the last moment. And then God said, I will give you descendants and multiply. I will bless you abundantly. And so I, I feel blessed abundantly. That's another theme that continues to emerge as I do more and more podcasts. You talked about you feel rich. There's joy. There's joy in the mission field. And it's the sense of a peace with the Lord. And, and that's what the psalm says. I will walk with the Lord in the land of the living. And you got to walk with the Lord over and over again. Yeah, and I, I can't take it for granted that, oh, now I have all this and it'll just be with me forever, like a material possession. But I do have some sense that by being in the mission field, by going through that and trusting in the Lord, I have this relationship with God that developed in a unique way. And I still need to work on that, but I just feel like I have a unique gift. I have these rich and tangible gifts, and and I don't want to boast at all but that's that's the reward from the mission life mm-hmm. yeah yeah i was uh, doing a fundraiser for the mission fields and i was saying i've yet to meet a rich missionary financially <laughs> uh, but boy have i met a lot of rich missionaries spiritually and that's that's a wonderful joy that you have but you know what else too uh, from the readings that i that i gleaned too was that when Paul talks about if God is for us, who can be against us? Absolutely. Yeah. And it says right after he didn't, he didn't spare his own son. He gave his son for us. Like what more can he do? Say, show, tell to show us that he loves us and that he's got our backs, that he's with us and that he loves us. It's the greatest love of all. And so God is for us who can be against us. And I, I do feel fortified that by that in my daily life. I, yeah. I, I'm very grateful for my faith. And I, and I really mean that. I know that if I stay faithful to God, that this is going to pay dividends for the rest of my life. Yes. And for some of us, including me, 
to truly trust in the Lord, it takes time. And it also takes an open heart. You have been blessed just as much as the people in Liberia. The faith that I gain is not just because it's not only from myself getting on my knees and praying or crying out to the Lord, but the example of the people there. I don't want to shortchange the people in Liberia. I had my difficulties at times, but it's an amazing place. It's my favorite country in the world. My fiance is there. I got engaged to a Liberian. And so I love the people and they love God. They love God. They're not all Catholic, but the majority are Christian. And that's why Liberia is also a special country because it's majority Christian. And that's from the history of a lot of missionaries going there because Liberia was founded as a haven for free slaves from America. I, I wish Americans would look more into Liberia as a country they could focus on because we have a we have a history together. We have history and a lot of institutions in Liberia are patterned after ones in America, politically, educationally, socially. But the people, they may have nothing materially. And I'm talking about living in a house where the walls are mud and they eat one meal a day, maybe no meat that day, just some rice and, and some onion sauce. You pass by them in the morning, and this is what was also difficult for me. Liberians greet everyone. You pass by them, you greet each other. You don't just pass by each other and not say anything. And so this was difficult, and they'll call you out too. But you pass by and say, good morning. How the morning? And the first thing they say is, I thank God. And they don't have anything. They're facing difficulty that day to find enough money to have dinner or pay their kids' school fees, but they thank God. Myself first, I don't want to judge others, but I think about our culture, and if if you're going through a period of difficulty and someone tells you hello, is the first thing you're going to say, I thank God for life. And that just is a, a concrete example of their faith. But mm. I believe that because everything has been stripped away, that they don't have a lot. They have a more direct path to God. And when you think about it, what is our goal? Our goal is to go to heaven. Is, it, is our goal to be rich here on earth? Is that the goal? It's great when you're blessed like that, but is that the goal? So these people, rather than resent God, they seem to be closer to God. And I just admire that so much. They could definitely use more material prosperity, and that's part of why Liberian Mission is there, is to create individuals that will be good leaders in their society. And there are many organizations, both religious and non-religious, that are trying to lift Liberia out of its economic problems. So we definitely pray that that will come. But I just recognize that in their material poverty, they have such a rich spiritual life. They have these prayer groups that do these things called tairi, and they basically get together in the evening on one day, pray all throughout the night, banging the drum, shaking a shaker. There's moments of silence, but they pray for like 12 hours straight. They don't eat. They stay up, and they pray. So you got people over there exercising their faith more than I see here a lot of time, the, the, the masses are energetic, they're singing, 
they're dancing and they're just practicing their faith with what seems to me uh, more effort and they could be just so resentful to God. So that teaches me that in my moment of difficulty, rather than be depressed or resentful, I should try to find that more direct path to God. Yeah. Who's really rich here? Who who's really has more joy? So many of us are are blessed with so many gifts from God and yet don't see it. And I know I'm guilty of being ungrateful and God has slowly opened my eyes more and more. And so you sharing is beautiful about the beauty Liberian people to share and love God. That's pretty, pretty cool. And besides also sharing about knowing more about Liberia, is there any other advice that you have for our listening audience before I let you go? I think that people have the wrong idea with what being a missionary is. I think that it's tied too much to what, what maybe I did or what people do when they go to a different country. And so I want to take the chance, being a person that did that, to say that that's not true. That you don't have to think of being a missionary as only going to an African country and spending years of your life there. That's my calling. That's the one that I responded to, and I'm grateful for it. But how much better the world would be if we could all understand that being a missionary is also serving your local community. It's basically like having a mission in life, having a focus basically that is spiritual in nature and that serves others. So that can manifest itself in many ways. For some, it's volunteering. And and for others, and I want to make this point because it's so important, and I would not have been able to do what I wanted to do, but it's also giving. And some people have an idea and they feel bad, like they'll give and they think that they didn't do anything. Well, that's not true. It definitely does something. Running missions costs money. It needs resources. You need to buy food. So giving is essential. And I want to encourage people that are involved in that to not feel like that's all they do in a negative way. Maybe that's all you can do. You have your job, you have your family, but you want to serve and, and you give by giving. I would just say, and especially countries like Liberia, do a little research about what you're giving to or the country and you might find you might feel more connected to those people and it will encourage you and make you feel more positive about your role in missionary work. But mission work just manifests itself in so many ways. Oh, ab- absolutely. You know, missionary work can be as close as our backyard. And it's the Lord tugging at us to care. And it can be yes in giving. It can be in prayer. And it could be entering the mission field. How can we make a positive difference in this crazy world of ours? By showing God's love. By showing Christ's love and compassion to those in need. And watch the fruits of the Spirit grow in our work. It's, it's a blessing. It's a blessing to enter the mission field. Absolutely. Like the prayer said, proclaim the gospel. This is proclaiming the gospel. And yes. it has the potential to reach almost every creature. 
<laughs> you know, honestly, the people in Liberia could listen to this. Phones are so ubiquitous now that the people in Liberia are going to be able to hear this at the mission. And that's yes. wonderful to think of. They're going to love it. Yeah, absolutely. As well as those who might not know anything about this particular missionary. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. This could be for me. And that's the beauty of this podcast, as well as just the opportunity to spread the good news. We are blessed. John, thank you again for your time and for you educating all of us about Franciscan Works and the Liberia Mission. And I encourage our listening audience to check out our show notes, as we'll have uh, the website of Franciscan Works, as well as pictures of John in action in Liberia. And again, thank you for your time, John. This has been really, really cool. Thank you, Ben. Thank you so much for this. Uh, God bless all. God bless the missionaries throughout the world, the ones here at home, and, and all of us. And may we go out and proclaim the gospel to every creature. Absolutely. May we all go forth and spread the good news. Go Forth is a service of USCMA, funded in part by the Catholic Communications Campaign and listeners like you. We'd love to earn five stars, so be sure to leave a review. Visit uscatholicmission.org slash go forth for podcast show notes, weekly commentaries, and donation links. Wherever you live and whatever you do, God has a mission just for you. Come back soon to meet another missionary disciple sharing God's love through their life and witness. Amen. Praise the Lord, all your nations. Glorify Him, glorify Him, you people. Steadfast is his kindness.